Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellum podcast, exploring the sacred in art, faith, and community. And we're kicking off a new Gathering Presents series that I'm really excited about, and I've been like praying about so much over the past year, um, even before we knew that we we're getting a new pastor, and it's called My Lied Story. Um, and it's just going to be a time where you get to hear from different people in our faith community and hear kind of two things of what brought you here to Life in Deep Ellum and what keeps you here at Life in Deep Ellum. Um, so I'm a big believer in the motto, share your stuff, I'll go first. So we're going to go first this morning and you'll get to hear the Norwoods lied story. Yes, the first question that we kind of start with yep. is, what brought you to Life in Deep Ellum? So what brought me to life in Deep Ellum begins with what um, brought me to, to Deep Ellum to begin with. Um, Deep Ellum, like, as a neighborhood, just holds a special place in my heart. Some of my, like, uh, very, like, early forming memories are coming down here with my family in the late 90s, uh, back when Deep Ellum was not a family-friendly place. Uh, so one of my earliest memories in Deep Ellum was going to the Copper Tank, which none of y'all here remember, I imagine. The Copper Tank is now Punchbowl Social. Um, and then we went next door so that my mom could get a tattoo at Tigger's. <laughs> it's a true story. And then we had, at the time, we had my, my brother and his then wife and their little babies running around Tigger's tattoo parlor. Um, and so my mom can't complain when I, couldn't complain when I came home with a tattoo 10 years later. So it was all good for me. Uh, and then later when Carrie and I first started dating and we would come down and we went to the Deep Ellen Blues Club on Main Street, which is now a sweet green, I believe. Then um, going to shows at Gypsy Tea Room. And then in, uh, yes, RIP Gypsy Tea Room. Uh, And then uh, we got married in 2009, and the next week I started working at a recording studio right around the corner. You could throw a rock and hit it, uh, basically. And uh, started working there. And I would, I knew there was a coffee shop here because a giant sign said coffee. So I would come over. I don't drink coffee, but I would come over for Dr. Pepper and um, just to get away from the the studio for a bit. And then um, about that same time, I started playing shows at Mocha. They would do lounge shows in there and I would play a handful of shows. Uh, There was also a kickoff event for an organization called Art House Dallas. Uh, which is now like, one of yeah, our tenants. Five years later, or ten years, ten years later, they're like back in our tenant space now. Yeah, ten. So, uh, so, so um, before we even started coming here as a church, I knew it only through Mocha and through um, that Art House Dallas event and through lounge shows. Um, I've got some. If you want to see a, pictures of what Mocha looked like back then, it was totally different. Um, I've got some, so come see me. Uh, then we moved down here, uh, and right around that time, we moved to Dallas. Um, yeah, go ahead. Take okay, over. I'll take over. Um, <laughs> we're tag teaming. So um, I found out about my, uh, Mocha, I'd say, through lounge shows as well. I did lounge shows with, with Chris, and that's about all I knew. And then, yes, we um, moved to Dallas. So we've been in Deep Ellum a while in the neighborhood, but we moved to Dallas in 2011, and um, at that time, Chris and I were at a just a really, really hard spot in our marriage. Um, statistically speaking, we probably, you know, we beat the odds, I would say. 
definitely. Um, and so we were just at a really, really low point of our marriage. Um, we had tried, both of us grew up in church, so we had tried to go to church as a married couple. Um, first, when we were married, but we were living in suburban land. Yeah, we were living in McKinney, which we were young and didn't have kids, and everybody there was not young and all had kids. <laughs> Lots of them. And we went to several churches up there, and wonderful churches, nothing against them, but they were all uh, very polished, and we weren't. And we just didn't feel like it was our place. And we went to several. Um, and it was hard, because like Carrie said, we'd grown up in churches, and you know, um, so not having a church home uh, was tough. And then when we came here, we knew we needed a community, like we knew it. Uh, and we just decided, okay, hey, there's this place that I've been, we've been playing lounge shows at. It's, it's right around from where I work. It's, you know, less than 10 minutes from the house. Let's just go and um, make that our place. That's going to be our place. Not knowing what it would become for us. Yeah. And the first Sunday we came, we sat right over there, right by that pillar. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was just... I remember coming in and feeling like, oh, these people, um, they're, uh, they're not trying to, to fake something. They're being, they're at least trying to be genuine. Um, and I hadn't experienced that in a church in a long time. Yeah. And I think my first Sunday here, I did not want to be here. I did not feel worthy, um, of God's love. That was just kind of like my upbringing of when I, made mistakes or, you know, made wrong choices that, you know, church was, don't go to church because they don't like bad people, right? Um, So I didn't want to be here. Um, But I do remember um, being safe here. Um, That first service, while I was, like, really not in a good place and, like, I don't want to talk to you, God, like, I don't deserve it. I also didn't feel the shame around me from all, you know, everybody that was here. And I felt just safe and just okay to kind of not be okay um, was kind of my first experience in the gathering space. Um, and then do you want to talk about just like... Yeah, so from then we, we dove into... I don't know why y'all are laughing at me. That's not very nice. Um, oh, so like Carrie mentioned, we were kind of at a rough spot in our marriage and I emailed um, the pastor at the time, Joel. We'd never met him and I just emailed him because, you know, when you go to, you know, Southern Baptist suburban churches, you, you go talk to the pastor when you have marital problems. So I emailed the pastor and he goes, yeah, I'll definitely be praying for you. That's, that sounds really tough. We have a professional counselor that would probably be better (laughs) for you. And I remember thinking, oh, that's really refreshing that the pastor's not coming in going, yes, I can tell you exactly how you should, your marriage should be, even though I'm not schooled in that at all. And I remember being like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, so we started going to counseling and then we... In this building with Stacy. Yes. Yeah, in this building. Um, and then just on Sunday mornings, we started connecting and then we plugged into a life group at, um, at Tanner and Brooke's house. I don't know if you all remember Tanner and Brooke. Um, yes. And just kind of got plugged in that way. And then I joined the band the year later and started playing on the worship team and carry a couple years after that. What's next on your list? Okay. So we talked a lot about why we came here, how we got here. So really fast, let's talk about what keeps us here. So what keeps me here is that, um, 
I hold on very loosely to my theology. Um, it comes and goes. And this is the only place I feel like uh, I can still belong when it goes. Um, yeah, I, I uh, it goes a lot. <laughs> but because of here and because of you all, um, it comes back. And this is the only place I feel like it can go and come back. Um, the question was a little hard for me of why I stay here because I am an Enneagram six and I'm very loyal to everybody and everything. And I will go down with the ship. You can't get me out of this place. Um, you really can't. Um, but I think that probably like over COVID and just like when we were separated, I had to like really like, you know, we lost, I lost a lot of friends here, um, thinking about like, why do I stay here other than it's just kind of my personality, but, um, I would just say I love deep Ellum. Like I love this neighborhood and I didn't always love deep Ellum, but st- being here at life in deep Ellum has made me love this neighborhood, get to know all of our neighbors. Um, and then I would say, I lost my train of thought, but the other thing that just keeps me here is I'm always proud of, of us when we, um, when we speak out on things, um, I've grown a lot in my personal journey of just, just different issues. And I'm just always so glad that like when there is tragedy in the world and when there is injustice in the world that like I come here on Sundays and I like know that I can talk to people about it and I know they're in my corner and I know that I just, I think that's something I wish it wasn't unique about um, a faith community, but I, I think it is unique about, about us. And I'm just so thankful that I can come and be together with you guys and that we can do life together, um, like in all the hard ways. So, um, yeah, Amen. anything else? So that's our story. Thanks for letting us share. Yep.